Imagine fleeing a war-torn country, finally relieved to arrive to safety only to find you don't speak the language. Your professional credentials mean nothing. You have nowhere to live, and you're not prepared for cold weather because you came with the clothes on your back. Then, a hand of friendship is extended to help. And they don't only arrange housing and provide furniture and clothing, they offer hope. Hear how Christian Friends of New Americans is being the hands of Jesus to immigrants and refugees in the St. Louis area. That's now on Action in Ministry. Inspiring you to be the hands. Empowering you to be the feet. Strengthening you to be the heart of Christ for others. Action. 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 In ministry. Hi, I'm Rachel Legute, and this is Action in Ministry. I'm so excited to talk to our guest today. This is a man that I've had the opportunity to meet and work with and um, watch as he does ministry here in the St. Louis area. I'm just really excited to hear his stories today. Stanish Stanley is the Executive Director of Christian Friends of New Americans. Thanks for joining us today, Stanish. Thank you, ma'am. Thanks for having me. Well, let's begin by having you tell us a little bit about yourself um, and what drew your heart to the immigrant communities here in St. Louis. Uh, Well, I uh, come from the mission church of the LCMS. The first mission of the LCMS was to South India in 1895. And so I basically grew up in that uh, that community that was created. And so as a result, um, I always heard about uh, mission, always heard about evangelization, uh, always heard about how the gospel impacted people who were at the margins of society, because most of the people who came into the Lutheran Church in India were from the lowest uh, strata. They were considered low caste and all that. And so there was always a heart. Uh, and since I come from that community myself, I had a heart for it. And so uh, there was always that desire uh, to be impactful with the gospel message, the faith that we have. How does that impact uh, the lives of others whom we who we could poss- possibly serve and bring into the kingdom of God? And so that was always uh, an overarching uh, desire of mine, uh, especially after coming into pastoral ministry. I landed here in uh, Concordia Seminary, St. Louis, uh, for my PhD uh, in historical theology. As I was finishing it, somewhere in 2013, I got uh, involved with Christian Friends of New Americans through a Brazilian friend of mine. He was a seminarian too at the same time, doing the same program, and he um, uh, took me to a Nepali Bible study. Uh, people who were refugees settling in, resettled in uh, St. Louis uh, uh, from Nepal. And so... <clears throat> They know Hindi, I know Hindi. That's how that association started. And then he, um, Alexandre Vieira, this gentleman from Brazil, uh, he took me to uh, the Peace Center on South Grand, the building from where uh, CFNA operates, and he took me to an after-school tutoring program. Uh, He was doing a devotion that day, and he wanted me to also be there. And so that uh, set me in um, uh, link with uh, all these kids who were uh, reminded me of... uh, my days as a teacher in Mumbai, you know, the chaotic environment and all that. And so that's my zone. That's where I, I really was. And so from my intellectual pursuits at the seminary, I wanted something of a hands-on kind of a life uh, also. And so uh, that's how I got involved with Christian Friends of New Americans. And then um, as, it, as it turned out, uh, in a year, I was uh, uh, the after-school tutoring coordinator on a volunteer basis at CFNA. Promotion. Uh, yes, I got a promotion <laughs> from volunteer to coordinator volunteer. So, uh, but then um, I ended up um, in 2016 as executive director also um, because um, the board uh, led by Dr. Alan Buckman wanted 
somebody from an immigrant refugee kind of a background to oversee its operations. Well, let me ask about that. So you you've mentioned that you grew up in India mm-hmm. and was when did you when did you come to the United States? Did you come for your PhD program or yes. had you been here prior to that? No. Uh I came here uh, for my PhD program. Um I was uh, blessed to uh, have uh uh my my american parents uh, support my wife and my my youngest daughter also come along with me because i only was the one having a scholarship at concordia seminary uh, their name uh, is joe and joni harwell uh-huh. in fact joni harwell worked at kfu for a long time so uh uh so they we stayed at their house and uh, that's just near to the seminary and that's how i um uh, i studied at concordia for um, almost 8 years i finished in uh, may 2016 and so by that time uh, cfna was just looking for somebody to lead its operations and that's how i came in well tell us a little bit about christian friends of new americans what's the purpose of the organization and what kind of work do you do mm-hmm. well uh, christian friends of uh, new americans basically uh, as you rightly pointed out uh, it tries to touch the lives of our new neighbors here in st louis so mostly refugees um, that's our niche but at the same time we also serve immigrants too um the idea is definitely to kind of share the love of jesus with our new neighbors who are coming in and then from there on if possible connect them to an lcms congregation so that's definitely at uh, one of our goals but uh, the idea always is or the concern always is to share uh, jesus with these uh, friends who are coming into a new culture uh, have problems of new languages uh, new of the new language uh, have the problem of uh, negotiating the system as a whole over here uh, the culture also and so there are so many uh, moving parts to it and um, and uh, it's just a very unstable environment within which they are slowly getting assimilated and uh, adjusting to the new life and so what christian friends of new americans tries to do is also um build capacity within these friends uh so that uh, they would through our service for them uh see the love of Jesus and uh, come to know Jesus and uh, and his people here in St. Louis. How many immigrants or refugees are you working with at any given time? Um I would say that um uh, if you look at all our programs like we have the ESL program the driving ESL program uh health and wellness screenings after school tutoring um um furniture donations and then uh, various other activities with fellowships and bible studies and all that we would be serving on a given month at least um 200 300 people um so um uh, but as new arrivals uh, have gone down those numbers have been impacted definitely because especially because of the administrative policies that are put in place mm-hmm. but still there is a need for communities that have been already uh, connected to CFNA uh, like we have the Nepalese uh, who worship at three Lutheran churches in in St. Louis city uh, we have uh, Liberians and Sierra Leoneans who worship at Timothy Lutheran Church and so um uh, so we have all these friends who are already connected and then the new guys who come in uh, with with needs like english language or uh, health and wellness screenings and all that uh, all will will definitely lead to somewhere around at least 100 150 people per month right now so that's a how do you how do you connect with people so when people immigrant to our, immigrate to our area mm-hmm. how do you connect with people in the communities that might be needing services from CFNA uh, uh two or three ways uh one way is definitely our website people kind of come to know about it through websites especially for american volunteers who come and volunteer mm-hmm. at the peace center uh but then also for clients uh and uh, new american friends uh they there's a lot of word of mouth 
things that happen within the center premises and all that, where people, most of the refugees uh, reside and live and are resettled. Uh, so they come to know from that. Uh, there are also ministry facilitators that we have, uh, people from within the community who have the authenticity or the credibility that uh, people would listen to them. And so they uh, they act as our ministry facilitators to, uh, to bring back needs that the people face uh, and then uh, at the same time carry our message out to them. So um, these ministry facilitators are crucial for us to make connections, contact with you know, with uh, friends at the peace center, uh, and for the uh, to the peace center. But at the same time, we also have activities that kind of draw in people. Like for example, uh, on December fourteenth and fifteenth last uh, this past year, uh, we had the Christmas giveaway. It was just basically household donation items and things like that. Uh, but that drew in at least 80, 85 families to the Peace Center. And many of them, uh, even though were um, already connected, there were quite a few new people also uh, who came in through that through our doors. And so those are cool ways of uh, connecting just simple things that we do um, to share the message and also uh, sh- um, give, them the, uh, give them the impression and also the understanding that American Lutheran Christians over here care about their new neighbors who are coming in. Well, you've mentioned a lot of different cultures, a lot of different countries that people are coming from, um, and people are coming with different languages and different religions and different cultural practices. How do you handle things like stereotypes or fears or uncertainties or even just language barriers? How do you handle those types of situations when you're dealing with the immigrant communities? That's a very good question. In fact, um, uh, there's no clear answers uh, for any of those questions, but uh, you learn as you go. You And uh, we understand that uh, um, you, can, you, you can talk with people and converse with people uh, when relationships are built. And so uh, it's in those relational settings that you, um, uh, that you are free to converse, not only about faith matters, but also uh, things that might... Uh, um, might be a little bit of a stereotype or a cha- uh, or something that uh, sounds not right or wrong uh, to certain people. Um, so how we deal with it is um, um, we we just come to the lowest denominator, and that is that we are Jesus people, and that means we will just love and share uh, con- uh, concern and also our resources, which are available with our neighbors. And so whether it is... Um, now, giving food donations, for for instance, um, I, I had friends from Webster Gardens Lutheran Church, uh, uh, the pokers who uh, brought their vegetable garden uh, stuff during the summer and just distributed it with uh, or shared it with the refugees who were there. Uh, those kind of things kind of ha- open up conversations or build up relationships. Um, but we are um, uh, definitely um, concerned about not forcing religion or anything down the throat of people. Just let's be who we are. We are Christians. We are called for a purpose. We uh, we have been touched by the love of Christ. And so we are called to just go out and share that love with others. And so that's the basic level at which we have those conversations. And we try to do it in a winsome way. Hopefully uh, um, there will be people who will uh, be touched by the message and would come and join us. Uh, I would love to say over here that uh, in the past seven, eight years that we've been at the Peace Center and uh, we've been uh, doing a lot of our activities, we've had somewhere around uh, 170 baptisms and confirmations from wow. these um, new American friends. Very diverse groups, but of course, uh, these uh, friends have been uh, have become a part of the Lutheran community here in St. Louis. That's because incredible. Because of these activities. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
that's something to be celebrated too. Definitely, yes. And the, the celebration, uh, I think, uh, has to be, uh, there has to be um, uh, uh, complete, um, um, uh, the, we have, we need to give our complete credit where it is due. And it is due to not only the gospel message, but also those people who carry and embody that gospel message mm-hmm. uh, through the service that they that they provide. So whether it is the ESL class or whether it is just doing a driving session with a with a Afghani woman uh, who is struggling to get her license, uh, it is uh, by embodying Jesus through those little actions and activities uh, that you uh, get to be uh, the message of Jesus to others. And so that's simple things like these are the ones that have led to these baptisms and confirmations happening within the Lutheran Church from the New American side. You've said the word relationships or relational so many times as you're explaining like this, mm-hmm. I, like how CFNA works. And when I, you put the word friend in mm-hmm. the title, you say Christian friends. Why is that aspect of friendship so important to your organization? Well, it's important because um, people would not have a conversation uh, with you unless there is a certain element of friendship involved. Uh, At least at the lowest denominator, they should uh, be comfortable with you. And what is more comforting than being a friend? <laughs> so, uh, and uh, I, I'm reminded of uh, the um, uh, the central passage for uh, CFNA ministry, and it is from John chapter 15, verse 15 and 16, where Jesus calls us his friend. And then especially verse 16, it goes out and ends as, now go out and bear fruit. And so uh, for, um, um, uh, for Christian Friends of New Americans, people who come as volunteers to the Peace Center, uh, at least the way we see it, uh, are friends uh, of Jesus, uh, who are ready to be friends with their neighbor. Because Jesus also says, um, uh, love your neighbor as yourself. Uh, and so that's the teaching that we as Christians receive from him. And so as disciples of Christ, uh, we are basically tasked with this role of being a friend who can be, uh, who, being a friend of Jesus, who can be that friend to the new neighbor also. And so that's very important. It's very scriptural. Uh, that should be the basis on which um, Christians should operate, I believe, uh, and we all believe in, uh, and trust in this message. And also the fact that uh, new neighbors, when they come to this country, uh, the very fact that they are negotiating so many challenges um, uh, makes them seek out friends. If those, if those friends are found within their communities, maybe they might go there, but, um, but they, would, they always love to have American friends. And what better thing for Christians to do than to just be that that friend that Jesus calls them to be uh, for these uh, f- uh, friends who are coming from other countries? I love it. I think about when I when I travel, even on a short trip, I'm leaving my friends behind mm-hmm. to go do this thing. Or if I've moved to a different city, I've leave my friends behind to go do that. And as people are moving into our communities, they're leaving mm-hmm. their other lives very true behind. And mm-hmm. so. Um, they have a lot of space for new friends in their life. So. That is right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How, how have people responded? When, how have people in the refugee communities, the immigrant communities responded to the well, work of your— Yeah, yeah. As, I, uh, as I pointed out, the very fact that we've had some uh, 170 baptisms and confirmations from these various communities, and uh, by that I uh, want to point out the Liberians and the Sierra Leoneans, the Eritreans and Ethiopians who are at Timothy Lutheran Church, the Nepalese who are at— uh, Messiah Lutheran Church, St. John's Morganford Lutheran Church, Ascension Lutheran Church. Um, the very fact that they have um, become a part of our community is a response to the various activities uh, done by CFNA or CFNA-affiliated or partnered congregations and, uh, and, um, uh, and individuals. 
And so, uh, uh, but as I said, it is um, uh, it is the impact that you see is not just CFNA. It is it is a movement of uh, of Christ's people serving people who uh, who are from another culture, who are seeking friends, who are seeking uh, help and support and uh, and have needs. And so the response has been, in that sense, very encouraging. But at the same time, that doesn't mean that it's all easy. Um, all ministry is tough, and it's uh, we, we know that and we understand that. Um, and refugee ministry particularly is more difficult too, uh, just because of the demographics, the un- instability, and everything that is uh, involved with it. But... Uh, uh, just when you see the uh, the, um, uh, the the impact also from the side of um, uh, American Lutheran Christians who volunteer at the Peace Center, uh, who who come from various Lutheran congregations uh, in the county, in the city, uh, also uh, schools, for instance, Lutheran, Lutheran South, um, uh, St. Paul de Pere, or, um, you know, um, you, when you see that Zion Harvester uh, Lutheran School at uh, St. Charles just uh, recently, uh, December 21st brought, not December 21st, it was December 12th, uh, brought um, um, welcome packages for new Americans, 60, uh, 160 of them. It was put together by, um, the, I think there's fifth graders or seventh graders, something like that. Uh, but, um, um, but to see that happen, it, it is a movement of people willing to be the hands and feet of, feet of Jesus for others in the community, to share that, uh, that message in tangible terms. And uh, and that's that's impact, and that's what we see as a response to the message um, uh, that is out there for uh, of our Lord inviting people to be in mission. Uh, and uh, uh, just recently, on July uh, in July, we had um, uh, three Nepali baptisms and seven confirmations at Ascension Lutheran Church uh, connected with CFNA. And so that's that's the impact, or that's the response that we see from the client side too. Wow. Well. It sounds amazing and like so much fun, but I imagine that there are probably some obstacles that you run into. There might be some days that are less than fun and um, you might run into some tough things. And I'm just wondering, what are some of the biggest challenges that you face? Mm-hmm. You put that very well by saying that there might be days. <laughs> well, I must say that there are always... We all have days. Uh, we all have days. And uh, for us, probably the days are a little more than uh, for for people at Lutheran Ministries, maybe, uh, or for that matter, a church. Uh, but uh, just the dynamic of, um, um, of, of the demographic, um, just the fact that they are coming from another culture to a new culture, learning a new language itself is mm-hmm. difficult. It is, it is not easy. And so for an ESL class, let us say, you might find uh, t- 10 people who are uh, here today uh, uh, for the next uh, three weeks, and then suddenly none of them come back uh, because they've had it. They've, they've had enough yeah. of English. Right. And so that uh, creates the obstacles and the difficulties. And so those kind of uh, realities are something that we deal with daily uh, mm-hmm. at CFNA. Um, the reality of volunteers... Um, uh, also getting burnt out just because it's not an easy ministry. Uh, Changing people's life and um, being in a relationship over a period of time uh, is difficult. It's not easy. and so um, we have a continuous need for volunteers. Those, those, that is another another challenge that we have. Uh, we just the challenge of um, of having support. Um, we are not a government organization. It is a it is a LCMS registered service organization. It kind of deals uh, and fundraises on its own. 
uh, depends a lot on grants and uh, and supporting activities from the churches. And so that's another area where we have obstacles and challenges. But uh, but an important challenge, uh, at least in the past year or so, uh, has been uh, the administrative policies that have um, that have changed. And uh, so there are lesser number of refugees coming into St. Louis, almost one third of what was before. Uh, and so that has impacted quite a bit of our outreach to new friends who are coming into the uh, into the area. Uh, but having said all that, um, as we uh, as Lutheran Christians, especially hold on to Romans thirteen and and uh, leave that uh, arena to administrative uh, people who are chosen by God, uh, we know that God has um, uh, in Christ called us into this into His kingdom also. So we are people of this world, but at the same time. We keep our membership also uh, in the kingdom of God, and he has called us for a purpose, uh, and that is to share his message with people who need it right now here. So uh, looking at ourselves, uh, where we are placed in this time and space, uh, we do the best we can uh, to um, to share that message in the midst of these obstacles and challenges. And there will be many more. Uh, I, I, I don't think I've done a good job naming everything. Uh, but, uh, uh, but to say that... Um, if there are obstacles, there are also, there is also opportunity. And as um, a Christ-driven uh, follower, uh, we are called to just look at those opportunities. Keep in mind, of course, the obstacles that are there, but look at the opportunity. Getting to share Jesus uh, and uh, the Matthew 28 message, make disciples of all nations. You don't have to go uh, to India now anymore. Uh, you, you might have some Indians here. Uh, you might not uh, find it easy to go to Nepal, but hey, Nepalis are here in the Lutheran Church now. Uh, so uh, God has given us this opportunity here in this time and space to serve people from other nations who are right in our midst, and let's do it. And that's that's what we uh, look forward to in the midst of all these obstacles and challenges that are definitely a reality and there. Well, maybe not everyone can do what you're doing specifically. Um, maybe they don't, they don't have the resources, or they don't have, um, you know, the experience to like just jump in and do what you're doing right now with CFNA, but they're anxious to be doing something. They want to put their faith into action um, and be working in their communities. What words of wisdom would you pass along to somebody who wants to be used by God in these types of ways? Well, I would say um, uh, to be used by God is means that you just, um, uh, just submit yourself to uh, the way the Lord leads you. So it is not necessary. I'm not saying that you have to come out and serve. Everybody who is hearing this podcast has to come and uh, serve at Christian Friends of New Americans. Do the simple things that you are called upon to do, uh, and that is uh, that means that uh, um, for a for a Christian disciple, for the Christian disciple that you are, for the follower of uh, of Christ that you are, for the chosen son, of, uh, child of God that you are. Um, you might find uh, that space of service probably at your local congregation. Maybe join the women's guild, or maybe join the men's club, or um, uh, maybe join the youth group. Um, you know, there are so many wonderful things happening, and that's that's what makes uh, makes Christianity thrive, not as a religion, but as a movement of people, a movement of people who are touched by uh, the message of the kingdom of God, and that's that's what um, makes it. Uh, brings vitality to our faith, uh, brings vitality to the community that we that we are part of. And so um, I would just encourage friends who are listening uh, that um, they should just do the simple things that God puts them, um, you know, uh, puts them in line with. Uh, it could be 
just going out and uh, and serving your uh, your father or mother who uh, um, who is uh, in need of help in an old age home or whatever. Uh, uh, and we do need. Uh, sometimes we think that mission is all about doing big things, and that's what is mission. I don't think that is true. Uh, what what I uh, and we all know this, and we uh, we understand that uh, it is about doing s- small things first. Maybe it's just a conversation with people, uh, you know, uh, sharing your faith, or maybe inviting them to church. Uh, that could be the way your mission is. Uh, uh, mission places you, and then from those conversations, maybe you might be drawn into larger conversations or larger things. Uh, so, at Christian Friends of New Americans, maybe it might be just come down and uh, serve as a volunteer in an after-school tutoring program. I'm sure you'll be run down by all the chaotic uh, atmosphere <laughs> then the kids that are there, but still, um, it might lead you to uh, you know deeper conversations about what all this means and lead you to do bigger things in not CFNA, maybe in some other, maybe it's at Lutheran Ministries they might come and serve, but it is uh, um, uh, in doing those little things that you start a continuum of being a child of God in an impactful way wherever you are placed. And that's what I would encourage uh, our listeners to do. Well, Stanish, it's impossible to sit down with you and leave a conversation not encouraged. (laughs) Uh, Thank you for sharing everything that you've shared today. Getting to listen to you talk about Christian Friends of New Americans is very inspiring. And um, I'm so glad that you took the time to join us today. Thank you, ma'am. Thank you. Thanks for having me. For all that I have heard from my father, I have made known to you. When Jesus makes himself known, he calls us friends treats us as friends, invites us into a relationship with Him. That, too, is what we are called to do. Offer this friendship with Christ with those who don't know Him. Christian Friends of New Americans has had tremendous impact in the refugee community in St. Louis. What impact are you having on your community? What is God calling you to do? That's Action and Ministry. Thanks for joining us. I'm Rachel Legute. Thank you for listening to Action in Ministry. We'd love to hear how you and your church are ministering to your community. To submit ideas for this podcast, visit our website, lhm.org forward slash action, and send us an email.